0: Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Beau again. So today we are going to provide a little bit of an update on Ukraine and some things that are occurring there. Uh, It's really two developments and then an explanation about a source that a whole lot of Western analysts use. And I had a question about it, and I was like, yeah, that really doesn't make any sense if, if you don't know the whole story with it. So we will go over that as well. Okay, so the... The first piece of news, recently we talked about how the the British services put out an assessment and at the time it was an outlier. And it was basically, hey, Russia didn't really run out of this stuff. They're holding it for the winter and they're going to hit energy infrastructure with it. At the time that assessment was made, it was the outlier from intelligence agencies. It has now become the agreed-upon assessment. Ukraine and their intelligence agency, they have also said that that's what they think is happening. Now, my guess is they knew that before the British, but they're, they're now openly saying that this is what they think is going to occur. They have also kind of indicated that they have a response planned. And it's basically, okay, if you hit our energy infrastructure, we're going to hit yours. And they're talking about oil. That may be a, a pretty powerful statement. The Russian economy is not doing well. It's, there's a lot of cooked books going on right now. And the one thing that's keeping it afloat, well, it's... It's black and comes in giant drums. That's what the entire Russian economy is floating on. If they were to disrupt that, that would be a huge blow to the Russian economy. So it might be something that even the possibility of it, it might be something strong enough to sway Putin on this. We'll have to wait and see. But it's a very powerful statement, and if they can actually do it, it's even more powerful. So be ready for that as a response if that is what happens. The next bit of news has to do with maps. And it's something that I think a lot of us have noticed lately, but didn't really have an explanation for it. And that's that the maps have started to diverge again. For a long time, everybody was basically looking at ISW's maps, the Institute for the Study of War, looking at their maps, and that was pretty well agreed upon. Now you're starting to see analysts who lean more heavily into Russian sources. Their their maps look different, and they believe that Russia controls areas that, well, frankly, they don't. And I've seen a handful of times where a map has indicated a particular area is under Russian control and then we have footage of like Ukrainian soldiers walking through it like they're out on a picnic because there are no Russian forces near there. And it was hard to explain. Russian military bloggers have come up with their explanation. They believe that field commanders are... Basically, they're they're telling their boss, oh, yeah, yeah, we took that area, when they didn't. And in some cases, they didn't even try. That tracks. That makes sense. It explains the anomalies that have shown up lately. Um, Now, the Russian military bloggers are under the impression that this is a widespread practice, because... Russian brass is telling the field commanders, we need good reports. You've got to get this done. And they're just saying, okay, you want a good report? Here's one. It's not true, but here's a good report for you. And they, they think that it's widespread. I can't say that it's widespread. I can say I've seen it a handful of times. But it makes sense. Um, this is something that could be very problematic later on because once that starts the the information it it compounds okay well we took we took half a kilometer today tomorrow you say the same thing the next day you say the same thing and you haven't moved that would mean that Russian brass is devising strategies based off maps that aren't accurate, uh, which is, I mean, that's a problem. The, there's an old saying, if you're ahead of schedule, your artillery will fall short. Meaning, being accurate about where you're at. I mean, there, there's also like a whole slacker thing going on in that statement, but being accurate about where you're at is really important. Because if you are ahead of where you're supposed to be when you call for support, it's going to land on top of you. Because that's where the enemy would be if you were fighting them. Um, That could compound and it it could cause a lot of issues for Russia if that is widespread. Okay, and that leads us to the question. Why do Western analysts trust Russian military blockers? Uh, They don't. They trust their statements when they're complaining. In the United States, despite all of the recent news coverage, generally speaking, most American troops, most Western troops, understand the idea of operational security, and they don't say things that they shouldn't, for the most part. There are obvious, very high-profile exceptions lately. Um, That culture really isn't there in the Russian military. What happens is the Russian military bloggers, they have contacts with people who are in the field, on the lines. And those people who are on the lines, they tell the bloggers things. The bloggers do their best to not share harmful information. But when they start complaining, they tend to let stuff slip. Um, A good example of this would be and how you can get real information from it. Let's say you have a blogger complaining that the third platoon over here doesn't have ammo. Okay, They don't actually say the unit. They'll just say, we have a platoon that doesn't have ammo, and they're on the line. But if you pair that piece of information with a report from the Ukrainian side that says, well, we haven't taken fire from here lately. And you find out that three weeks ago, that particular blogger provided really in-depth information that would have to come from somebody in that platoon, you can assume that's what it is. You can pull information out. The other thing that they tend to do when they're complaining is say stuff like, "Hey, our maps aren't right," which, now that that information is out, if Ukrainian intelligence can verify that, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of different ways that that information can be used. Um, and the other thing that they do a lot is they try to talk around things, not in their most public forums but in their version of their patreon they say things and they don't openly say anything that would be harmful but they talk around it and they talk around it so much that eventually you know what they're saying um so that's why you have a lot of western analysts that monitor those channels um it's not necessarily for their political takes or for their assessment on what is happening, although sometimes they understand the, the Russian military culture um, to a better degree, and you can pick stuff up that way. It's just a good source because it's relatively, I don't want to say unregulated, uh, it is more free than you're going to get from the official statements. Like you're getting better information from them than you are from a press release from the Russian government. Because that's all that is all tailored to cast a certain narrative. The bloggers, their their audience is troops. That that's who they're reaching out to. That that's who's listening to them or or veterans. If they start lying too much, they'll get called out and they'll lose their audience. So they're not going to want to do that. It's, it's not an infallible source, but it can be used the way we just did. We have this weird thing that's going on. This is their explanation for it, and it kind of tracks. Um, so th- that's why People are leaning into them. That's, that's why they're monitored as closely as they are. So at this point, this conflict is still occurring. There's no signs of it stopping anytime soon. And there's probably going to be a lot of developments over the winter that normally in wars past, when it got that cold, well, nothing was happening. That may not be the case right now. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.